welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, a brand new internet podcast where we hope to fill your ear holes with entertainment and knowledge and manage to keep your attention just long enough to get through episode two. My name is Mike Laffey, and I'll again be your host and guide on this trip of maker madness. And as always, I'm joined by my podcast brothers, Joel Crawford and Izzy Swan. Kind sirs, great to see you again. Good to see you. I'm just stoked to be here tonight. Oh, wow. We're going to start with lies. Hopefully we will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's start with the big ones first. Yes. Yes. You're you're stuck hanging out with us for the next hour, and you could be in the shop playing with your new mallet. I could. My mallet of love. (laughs) Oh, so again, we jumped the gun. Um, (laughs) We have to stop talking before the the show goes live, but... uh, so, gentlemen, how have you been since uh, you know the last time we, we did this silly thing? Joel, I have uh, a I, long story to tell, so why don't you go first? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Go, um, yeah, so everything's been good. I can't complain. We've, we've, um, you know, summertime is a little slower for our business because we do gifts. Um, but in general, everybody's healthy, wealthy, and. Well, not the wealthy part, but at least semi-wise. Well, no, not even the wise part either. We're healthy. So everybody's good. Yeah, everybody's good. Everybody's good. Good is the adjective. That's right. Yes, nice. I well, have done very little myself in the corporate world of finance, uh, so it's been a been a very boring time for me. The uh, Although the end of the month is a lot less fun than the beginning because everybody tries to close home loans and do all their business in the last week. You know, like it's the first three weeks of the month don't matter. So the last week is crunch time, which who knows when this will actually air. <laughs> but it's the end of the month now, and that should count. So, But uh, Izzy, uh, what is your long story for our hour-long show? I think can I'll you, save it for later. It full, can you make it the full run? run? <laughs> sure, you guys just go get some chips, and I got this. We're good. So, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned, Joel mentioned that he doesn't have the money part. Joel, you are, you know, a business owner, and today yeah. we are talking about whether or not, you know, people, ourselves, anyone should start a business. So, anybody who's listening, Joel's not making money right now. So. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, so, well, you know, it's, it's with any season business we have our ups and downs and uh not too many people buy christmas gifts in you know april may june when they're out on the boat now if i could just come up with a product that is you know it holds your beer floats along with you and has you know drone wings that it can deliver to you when you're out in the water waiting with your beautiful wife i would not be here doing this podcast frankly <laughs> right on. I mean, I can't imagine for a second that that takes that long to do. I mean, <laughs> right. you, you've well, been grinding away at this for a while. You should have these thoughts prepared. I should. Actually, we, we came up with a really great idea. I'm not going to share it right now, but we'll be having it come up pretty soon. I found nice. something to do with the laser. Oh, I oh, knew the laser was going to come yeah, up again. We weren't getting through this talk without talking about the laser, that's for we're, sure. We're, that laser is going to be a part of every show Wait, we do. Did you find a shark? That's all I want to know. No, I I haven't found a shark yet. But we do actually, and this might be something interesting that we can do. Every large piece of equipment in the shop has a name. So, like the Powermatic table saw, is uh, is George, and uh, of course it is. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the in the in the saw stop table saw is Sally, Sally saw stop. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, I no. Every, even. I'm, hey, I'm can t- I can I put my two cents in? I think the laser should be called Izzy. Izzy of Izzy? Aw- awesomeness. Izzy of awesomeness. That would be a good name for that. Izzy of awesomeness with the with yeah. the, with the laser power. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Izzy would be a good name for a laser. Well, then we'll just have to open it up to uh, some of our fine folks to maybe tweet at us. What, uh, Mike? What is that uh, Twitter address again? The the tweeters. Um, we uh, we were going with the at maybe podcast. Have we decided whether we're going to do an Instagram or not? I think we should. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we got to be wherever all the kids are, right? I mean, it's right. Uh, I mean, that is where all the, the cool kids are playing these days. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know we, what we would take pictures of. Well, that's not true. I know what we would likely take pictures of, but I'm we not can't sure share exactly. those pictures. That, those are not right. You know, we can't I'm, show those in public. I'm, They'll I'm shut us down. Pretty sure you don't even know what that would be I mean, if, you had to, <laughs> if you had to determine. Oh, well, so, I, I imagine if you were on Instagram and if you wanted to look it up, I, I bet you at uh, maybe podcast there as well, unless it's taken, uh, which we, you know, <laughs> haven't figured out before this aired. So just just hope for the best for us. Nice. Yes. And uh, we, we are we are doing the shows as we're building the empire. So the, uh, maybe I've said too much. Headquarters is still under construction. <laughs> So, right on. Yes, it's in the uh, back of a donut shop. It's in the. I'm recording this from my bathtub. For those of you on my phone, well, you know, bathrooms do have good reverb, so you know, yeah. it definitely sounds good on the deeper voices. Yeah, I just kind of wish I went with the ceramic tile instead. Um, if it only wasn't so much more, because you know, you get a really good sound coming back at you from that. I'm just so. impressed with the, the the. How did you get that orange carpet to stick on the walls? I mean. That's uh, probably episode seven or eight. We'll give away those secrets. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about the disco ball and the quarter machine behind you then, right? (laughs) That's a gumball machine, and it's because my breath gets bad. I am sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, I mean, are we going to be hearing a long story from you, Izzy, or do I just... uh, Oh, that's right. We've kind of gotten off track. No, you know, tonight's discussion, we're talking about whether or not to start a business or, or, or or... whether you should or shouldn't. And, you know, just the last couple of days have been, I have a lot of things happening that are coming down the pipe, spending a massive amount of hours on the phone and on the computer. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, if, for those of you who are interested in starting a business, you know, I always like to say, uh, realize that you will work way more than you would if you had a 40 hour a week job. You know, if you're going into this full time and going to hit it hard and heavy. So that's been my last few days is just making deals and, and, you know, figuring out that next step or the next step and the next step after that, you know, playing the long game. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been building a few things, which has been nice because after you spend six hours on a phone, it's really nice to pull the, you know, pull the phone away from your ear and get a little relaxation. So. Mm. That's just six six hours of the phone. That sounds terrible. That's, it was. I two days of it. I've had enough of the phone for it last me a good month. You have yeah, to bring, be- like, one of those battery packs with you for your phone? No. I'm assuming. I, a friend of mine turned me on to these headset things. They're Bose. And I think you can actually plug them, plug them in both ears, and you can talk. So you don't just listen to fancy music, but you can also talk. They're awesome. 
I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to to beep that out until they uh, they decide they want to be a sponsor. <laughs> until they want to oh, be a sponsor. Oh yeah, right. We're I totally getting, forgot we're not about anybody that. Any free anything? <laughs> yeah, we should definitely not say Bose out loud on the yes. podcast. You know, um, yes. my I editing I, software I, is a is a flame. The, I bad, we the, the good part is they have a six-hour battery life, so that's how I know I've been on the phone for six hours. After I've been talking, it goes, boop, you have 2% battery left. I'm like, oh, that's six hours. Hey, guys, got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, the, uh, the, the let's, uh, let's start a business thing, right? So the, the idea of that is uh, as someone who does work for another company, you know, I, I have a – in the corporate world, you have a daddy. You're either daddy or you have one, I guess. So, um, and in our industry, uh, for what I do, trying to open your own business is practically impossible because the net wealth requirements and just, you know, to start a, a finance company, you have to have two and a half million dollars just kind of laying around. And I mean, I know Joel spends that on lasers, but That's uh, right. you know, I'm I just, was I was just going to ask you, doesn't everybody? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the idea of starting your own business for a lot of folks is you know pretty scary. And, uh, you know, I probably count myself in their number uh, because, I mean, let's be honest, it's uh, it, it's easy to know that every two weeks there's a paycheck coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? And that is a really I, nice feeling. It is. I mean, it's, you know, it now me being in sales, you know, I, I still have a lot of control over my own. I, 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 I kind of cheat, right? I get the best of both worlds. So I get to work my own schedule. You know, I can make as much money as I want to, you know, for as hard as I want to work, you know, the whole, the, there, there is no limit. Right. But, um, but at the same time, I'm still employed by somebody else. And to some extent, it's their responsibility to uh, provide me the opportunity for a living, not necessarily earn that living, but they're going to make the, uh, the the possibility of that living available, you know, so whereas you guys have to earn that living, you know, so. Um, well, I think you got a really fine point right there. When you start considering becoming a company or in a business and you start bringing people in, you have to understand the scope of what you're doing. It's not just, hey, I'm hiring this guy for five bucks an hour or you know in this case 15 bucks an hour uh you have the responsibility to provide work for that person you know they're they're giving you your time and your trust that you're going to continue to provide work for them as best you can so when you start you know when you start involving others that is a huge step it's in in not too dissimilar a way it's like uh, adopting a child you know you're gonna you're gonna you're committing to helping take care of that person so that's something something to consider when you're running a business and i think this is unique because we, there's two of us that have you know ran businesses and i'm running businesses and then you know there's you on your side of it um that you know hasn't been i guess responsible for some of that aspect but in a lot of ways sales is a lot like owning your own company because it, you're it's performance driven if you perform you reap the benefits if you don't you're not going to reap the benefits it is exactly the same as being a business owner mm -hmm. well that's there's aspects of it that that's probably true, but the um, I, I certainly don't feel the same. Um, you know, last time we talked, we kind of talked about, you know, uh, Groundhog Day, you're born, you're, you're basically born again every day, you know, so um, I feel the pressure of that to some extent, but certainly not to the same extent that you guys would, right? So it's just, I don't have that. Um, I, I can take a day off, you know, like if, if I'm having a bad day, I can coast a little bit and, you know, there'll still be stuff around for me to peck at. You know, that'll still make me productive or at least look productive. And I hope that my direct manager never gets his hands on this to know that that happens. But so, but I, you know, I mean, but that's the, 
the difference is, you know, where you guys may not necessarily have those opportunities. And, and like I said, before, my father's self-employed and he has been for 40 years and I've worked for him on and off over the years. So, I mean, I, I see that pressure very sort of personally and directly. It just doesn't affect me the same way it does to him. Sure. Cause I just, I just don't have to deal with that same thing, but there's definitely pressure. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> if you're in, um, sales, which I've done in my life, um, or if you're in making a product or, or being a, a, some sort of service provider, um, which I've now done all three aspects of, um, sometimes the market's really good to you and nothing of your fault. You're, you're the same good guy that makes a paycheck last week, but the sales numbers aren't there or people decided this was a great week in, in July to all take off for holiday. And, uh, and so you know, it's sometimes those aspects aren't very far from that. The question is, how do you deal with those things? And is it something that you can deal with? Because there are bad days where we don't make the money that we pay out. Um, I have employees, Izzy. I don't know. Do you have anybody working for you right now on like a like a salary or anything? No, I don't have anybody on salary. I do have a team that helps me with TMA, and they're paid on a percentage basis. It's performance. You know, if the T- if TMA does well that month, they make better. If it doesn't, they make they don't make much. Right. You know, but that's the agreement I have with them. Outside of that, my partnership on my print company um, employs, I don't know, 14 people. But again, right. I'm a silent partner on that. I, I make a few phone calls, so I don't I don't have the the responsibility of making sure that these guys are paid on time and all that stuff. All I do is sales for that. So yeah, there, well, I mean, there's some days that you know in 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 I think everybody's business. I don't think it's particularly unique um, that y- you've got to be comfortable with you know if you're hiring uh, two or three guys as maybe construction workers and and you're doing the subcontracting, your general contracting, um, and you have guys under you, you know, you have a project and that project has a certain amount of money and, uh, that money may run out before your job's done. Um, you know, where you underbid it or the work was more intensive, um, and you'll get better at those things, but the same thing happens. There's not many, there's not many businesses where, you know, a restaurant has a slow day at lunch and they still have to pay the servers. And they, they have to, um, you know, they, they have to pay the cooks and everything else. So it's the question of, do you want to start a business comes down to the, are are you willing to take the risks that come along with it? Because the rewards are amazing. So, well, and and I think to some extent, and so, you know, and again, I, you know, coming from a place where, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not self-employed, but you know, I'm a father um, and I have to look like I'm giving good advice to my kids. Um, so, you know, and, and I always tell them, you know, you're, you're either you've got two choices in this life as far as I'm concerned. You know, and as your father, I get to make these decisions for you up until you're old enough to make them. But you're either going to go to school and get a degree in something that will carry you through at least a couple of years um, or you can pursue a passion that, you know, kind of sits inside of you and every day you wake up, it's the thing you think about. Right. So, and I think to some extent, you know, seeing, you know, for myself being in sales, I love sales. Like I love the opportunity to talk to new people, to 
you know, constantly meet new people to, to be in new situations to just, you know, there, there's a, just a constant evolution to my day. And, and I get a real rise out of that. You know I mean? It's just, so it, this is what I want to do, you know, and, 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 and I'm good at it and I enjoy it and I'm good at it because I enjoy it, you know? So, and that's one of the things I tell my kids is, you know, if you get up and there's something that talks to you, you know, if there's something that just speaks to you, like my, my wife is a teacher, you know, and a teacher is the world, you know, it's, it's, it's the most, uh, just one of the most awful jobs you can have. You know I mean? You, you don't get paid a lot of money. You work, uh, you know, stressful hours. I mean, it's all kinds of things, but it's when she goes to bed at night, you know, that's the thing that she wants to do. When she wakes up in the morning, that's the thing that calls to her. So, you know, you have to pursue that. And I think in order for somebody to make the decision to go be a business person, you've got to have that drive, that that calling, because on the days when it's slow and, the, you know, and, and things are bad and, and, you know, if you don't have that passion to want to do it, it's, you know, what else is going to carry you through? You know, right. and, and and I think to some extent, you know, you a lot of people that I talk to that want to do this type of thing, you know, being a maker, you know, being somebody that works with their hands, that creates things that weren't there before, uh, you know, that's something that is a calling, you know, what percentage of your life has to, you know, has to be that. That's really kind of where you have to focus initially is how much of me wants this every single day? And is it enough for me to, you know, pull me through the bad times and really, you know, the days when I don't want to work more than eight hours, you know, is, is that passion going to pull me into the 12th hour if I need to get there, you know, cause you're going to need it. I mean, that's just, it's, you're going to be six hours on a phone call, you know, with, with some Bose headphones in your head, you better have the, you better have the passion to keep you on that call, keep you driving in and asking the questions and, you know, getting ready for the next six hour phone call, because if it ain't there, you ain't going to do it. And that's something that you really need to to think about before you go out there and say, Hey, I'm a businessman or woman. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the reasons I shared that story before we got started today was to let people know that, especially in this community, you know, we're, we're all makers we're, you know, we largely, Joel and I make stuff. Um, I make video content and projects. Uh, Joel, you make a lot of stuff. I mean, that's what you do. You have a, a you know, a line of product that you make and you, you blast out through the holiday seasons and as much as you can throughout the rest of the year. But what, and a lot of guys that they absolutely love, their passion is making and they're really good at it and they come up with a great product. But the problem is not that, that's the easy part. That, that's the part that yeah, we love, is. that's the easy part. It's easy to be passionate yeah. about doing something that you really love. The part that really can get you if you're, you know, if you're considering the business side of it is now take that part that you love and realize that when you step into the business world, if you're gonna make, make a success out of it, really promote that product, really promote what you're doing, 20% of it is that. The other 80% of it is it's marketing, it's business strategy, you know, it's developing net networks, it's spending that six hours a day on the phone to really, you know, if, if you want to thrive, you know, and it's not always true if you're just going to build a custom piece of furniture for, you know, and you have a good customer base that you've developed working weekends and evenings. So maybe it's not this, maybe it's not true, but if you're, you know, especially if you're starting with a small budget and you really have to be selling stuff in order to make this work, you have to be a pusher, a mover and a shaker. You don't 
don't get to just sit in your shop and build cool shit. You know, you've got to get on the phone. You've got to do the research. You've got to understand your demographic. Find out where your demographic is spending money. Find out why people like your stuff. Promote that side of it. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. You don't just get to build something cool and sell it. The, one, of the, the, one of my key sayings has always been find a vacuum and fill it. And that's basically if there exists a market for something or if people come up to you and say, hey, that was really cool. Can I buy it? That's really great. I can give you a perfect example of that a Tony Rouleau had made a plane for uh, a hand plane for a, uh, a maker giveaway. And uh, people just thought it was the cat's meow. And uh, and it was. It's, he's a machinist by day and he's a woodworker by night. Fights a little crime in there every once in a while. Um, yeah, he wears a cape when no one's looking. He does. I he does. It. But but unfortunately, only the cape. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, no, no, not unfortunately. Remember those I pictures didn't... we were talking about sharing that's earlier? Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, so, you certainly misspoke there. So uh, so uh, no, that but but that's great. And he has a single product, and and he was able to market himself <clears throat> where he could do a couple of limited runs of that product, and it's it's basically financing a whole new thing for him. Um, and it still works within his timeline of working for somebody else and he's able to run a small business and, and that's not, that's a great way to do it. That's a fantastic way when you have the parachute of your daytime job and you can hustle, you can motivate yourself to be working until eight, nine, 10, 11, three o'clock in the morning to get those things done that you want to get done and out to your customers um, that's great. But the, the first thing is you have to find a product. You have to find that thing, whether that's yourself as a consultant of, or, or, a, or, a you know, uh, somebody that is a, a desired to, to do a service, um, or you have to find a product that you've developed. And that's, that's the very first step. The, the rest of it is letting the world know that you have those things it's, and it's, everybody. it's really I, mean, I want to interject don't don't keep your train of thought because i, sure. I want to interject something about tony and then I'll, I'll make it fast and i'll shut up so keep your train of thought uh it's interesting that you use tony as, as an example because i'm behind the scenes pushing tony to make that a full-time gig uh, because there's there's three key pre, there's three key components to this first of all he has an insanely amazing product you know, yes. and there's yeah. the second. Secondly, he's in, he's vested in a community that is already a customer base. So he's been in this community for years. He's built equity in the community, for lack of a better way of putting it, that he can cash in on. And and thirdly, the guy's just an insane craftsman. I mean, so this the, anything that he does is going to be a hot ticket item. So that right there is a just a match made in heaven for a full time business where he can really cash in on that. So right, the, but, that, well, let's let's talk about it even further though. So we have we have a product we have a marketing plan basically and and we have a, a talent to fulfill those things because he's already fulfilled orders right so the second the, the last thing i think if if that is if you have a built-in like everything's there for you the last thing and the thing that i see people get a lot it's the drive and so the question is does tony have the drive to do those same things and while it's cool the first dozen times is he's good on the 40th 80th 300th 2000th you know can you continue that drive can you find the fulfillment you need in that moving forward 
because to be honest with you, there are some amazing craftsmen and and women that do these things. But it, what ends up being is there's a you have to do it every day. The, your hobby is now your job, and it's got to keep the lights on. You've now changed your world, and uh, yep. you're invested in this. You're required to be invested in this. And that can change your mind a little bit. So, so again, it comes back to the drive. I can speak to that to some extent too, because I, you know, I don't do this stuff for a living, right? And and I, you know, I'll keep reiterating that point that you know, I I like to make things, and I enjoy it, and I consider myself to be reasonably okay at it. I'm not a great maker by any stretch, but um, but I know my way around a wood shop, and there's a, I call my garage my church. So that's when I tell my family I'm going to church. They know I'm going to build stuff because that's it's it's the place where things make the most sense to me. Like I get I get a I get a calm about me when I'm creating things and making wood and you know into smaller wood into bigger you know it just there is a part of me that just it's it's a sacred thing almost to some extent and having that as a hobby and having it uncorrupted you know by that pressure. Um, you know, you have to kind of know that, okay, is, you know, for Tony and, and, you know, I'm, I don't want to go out of my way to put words into Tony's mouth by any stretch, but it's just, you know, that looks like something that he really, really enjoys doing. And he is scary talented. I mean, to hold one of those planes in your hand, I mean, anything that he does, I mean, that is a man who is passionate. I mean, that is, that that bit of work he does, that's his church. You know what I mean? For, and he may go to church. I don't want to call him, you know, <laughs> he's not, I don't want to make, you know, make any claims that he's ungodly or anything. Right. Cause I don't know, but you know, that may be, that looks like his church. You know I mean? It's, it's a, it's a very sacred thing for him and he may not want to do that full time, you know, and that's, and he does. Then, well, and he may, I mean, and, and, but I mean, but he might not really want to do that. Full right. Time, you know right. what I mean? And, and there right. is a, you, Mike, you're right. Because, because the question is, do you want to to do this now is not necessarily do I want to do this later mm-hmm. because because it, it's a different world when things are depending on you mm-hmm. versus this is a cool idea and wow it's really nice to make that extra cash do my hobby and that's a long discussion you have to have with yourself that's a that's something that a lot of people I see a lot of people start a business and they just let it slide They'll, they'll go back to whatever they were doing beforehand. And, and, and it's, I mean, I've seen this maybe a hundred times with various friends over the years. Uh, they have a good idea. They put some effort into it and then it just, they didn't get the reward that they wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and even more so with that, I mean, and this was the thing with me. So like I was making these little um, pallet signs, you know, like the cutouts of like different states and you could take them and paint your team logo on them, you know, so in North Carolina, you know, uh, you could put a Panthers logo on it, that type of thing. And I posted a couple of them and I had a bunch of friends say, hey, you know, that'd be really cool. I'd like to have one. And then, you know, next thing I know, People are like, hey, I'll give you 30 bucks for one of those. I'll give you 40 bucks for one of those. You know, and then now I've got to do 20 of these things. And what started off as something that was really fun and enjoyable now felt like work. You know, so I had this. So now, and I'm now I'm not at now I'm not in church, right? I don't have now I have a deadline and I have these things that have to be created. You know, and, and to some extent, 
there's there's going to be you got to know that that's coming too, right? So if you decide, okay, this is what I want to do for a living, well, is it you know is it something that you're passionate about because it's a hobby and you enjoy the time you spend alone doing it, you know? Because like I say, for Tony, that may be what that is. And again, I hate you know I love Tony; he's one of my favorite people in the world. So I'm you know not trying to speak for him in this, but any but you know, maybe that's what it is for him. He's just, you know, that's his church and he just enjoys that time and he may not want to do, he may not want to bring all the ugliness of being self-employed into that business. You know, I mean, that's, you know, for me trying to make a couple for the money that I made on those things, I mean, it just completely ruined the experience of making them. You know, it just wasn't worth the money to do it. Um, now that sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to edit this entire part of the conversation. <laughs> That's no fair. What's, what's funny about this conversation is I came into this thinking I'm going to play the devil's advocate throughout this conversation. And I was thinking Joel's going to be the you know, proponent. And I was thinking you were going to be this really, you know, this real great kind of, you know, <laughs> example of what, you know, what could be. And we, um, we blew all this up. No, and and now that we've thrown Tony into the mix, I'm like, yeah, he needs to start a company. We got to get Tony the, on the show. Well, Hang on. And we're going to pause this and see where he's at right now. Right. And I want to share with you something about my own personal experience. When I got into rustic furniture, I knew for a fact that I can design furniture. I love it. But I don't want to build the same piece over and over and over and over again. So I knew that I had to sell enough. I had to price it right. I had to sell enough that I could hire somebody else and train them to do it. Because I was never going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I could do maybe 20 pieces or whatever, but I could not build a 500 of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have the personality for it. So, um, you know, the same same situation is if you have something that's viable, you know, and it, it you have the community and you have, you know, the, the system in place, almost perfectly in place, is it viable to make enough money to protect, you know, hire someone to help you with your, with that progress so you can be concentrating on the next line or the next design or that next new, you know, and crazy, insane, great plane. By the way, I want to mention, I do have one of Tony's planes and I've already told him anytime he designs a new tool or does a run, I want one. So, I mean, they're just off the chain. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to talk about it. I, I actually, didn't get in, I didn't get in on it, so I don't want to, I I'm sorry. Mike, that you didn't get one. I, I also I, got I one. I saw yours. I saw yours. <laughs> I, I believe you I fondled yours, mine. Joel. I uh, saw yours. Jealously. Uh, I saw yours. I actually, <laughs> I had a funny thought just a while ago. There are some very cool uh, 18th century and, and 19th century uh, uh, bit braces, which is basically a, a U-shaped screwdriver that you would use, a, use an auger on. And uh, I thought Tony, if anything, Tony could make one of those. It would be amazing just to have those kind of gothic spires in it that are that are uh, of that motif. But I'll have to bring that up to him at some point because I think that would be an amazing, <laughs> an amazing product for him to work on too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but Izzy, I agree that you know you have a. I know I I understand why you'd be saying a devil's advocate, but having lived this life. I think if you don't have a healthy dose of um, apprehension going in, then then it's um, it's too easy uh, to make light of what are minor but insanely important decisions. Yeah. Um, and and it's a it's a very some of the especially at startup time it's a very critical time because you you only have so much cash that you can blow on to to make your thing better 
at being better. And I want and, I want to be very clear that we're generalizing here. Now, I mean, we can't speak to specific ideas or product or you know things that people might be interested in doing. We all we can do is talk about in general. You know, I mean, like in Tony's instance, I would really encourage him to go forward, provided he had the passion and you know in, in the drive to make it happen, because that right there is a very viable business model. Um, in other cases where I've talked to people, you know, especially I love the one that the the one I get a lot is I want to be my own business owner so I have more time to do what I want and at that I love that because I write I mean I the automated response is don't quit your day job buddy you know um, you know, so you really have to think about why you're getting into it why you want to do it the viability of the product or the idea that you're you know you're promoting or you're interested in producing or it doesn't even have to be something you're producing maybe you want to provide a service you know and then you have to start talking talking about skill sets whether or not you have the type of personality that can deal well with other people depending on if it's a service or if it's a product that's going to be wholesaled or sold directly to clientele you know you have to think about your 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 personality is your is in, in terms of drive do I have enough drive to get up in the morning and spend four hours cold calling 36 you know, furniture companies, sending them emails and pictures of designs to see if there's enough interest there that you can maybe possibly get an order from them? Or, you know, it, it's just, it's really, there's so many, there's so much in the way of dynamic to making that decision. All we can do is generalize <laughs> at this point. So that's, well, you that's know, what I, we're doing. And I, I want to be clear a, about that. I, I want to give you a specific though, because I want to say that we are a country of that is flipped um, over the last 30 years to a service industry, you know, as the main focus. Like, like if you think of all your friends, what do they do? You know, um, Mike provides a, a service, it finances where it needs to be to purchase a house. Um, and you have lots of friends and you have lots of people that work in some form or fashion to get the thing done, but they aren't necessarily doing it. I would tell you when welders um, that are fantastic uh, is a fantastic representation of a blue collar worker right now. Um, when they can make a hundred thousand dollars a year, now they may not be starting off. They might be in the forties or the fifties, but by the time you get seasoned um, and you can make that kind of money because there are people that are in the service industry that need real things done like plumbing, like welding, like making furniture, like um, like actual physical properties of things shaped and, and made whole. Um, I would tell you right now is a fantastic time to think about a business that incorporates that kind of work. Um, I think I think it's good. I think it's golden. I, th- I don't think there are many craftsmen around. I don't think there are um, enough plumbers. Um, I don't think there's enough welders. I think there are not enough fabricators and machinists. And yeah. if you can make products like that, you're going to be in like Flynn because there people climb over each other right now. Uh, we're seeing stuff. this huge transition now you're you're talking about what's what's happening right now we're seeing this huge transition of, of of you know generations where baby boomers are all retired you know gen xers are getting close we're <coughs> excuse me we're 10 or 15 years away from not having a workforce to fulfill the manual labor needs of this country so if you're into making stuff or welding or fixing things or you're gonna always have a job period 
you know because it's we just don't have that force coming up behind it because we are because we are we have become a information service you know a service in you know country yeah but bridges still need to be built so there's yep. going to be you know there's going to be people still want beds for their kids and there's no way that um you know an IT guy is going to be able to data harvest a bed out of thin air um now he he <laughs> might tell be Wes Swain that he'll print <laughs> you one that's right <laughs> don't uh you know but on on the weekends when he's not crunching numbers and putting stuff in databases um you know you could make bunk beds for half your living uh because people need things well and that and and so the the, the first thing you know and this is um the first thing you have to have is the passion, right? So you've got to have a thing that calls out to you. Then you got to have math on your side, right? So, and I think that a lot of people, that, and I see this because I deal with people's, you know, income and, and finances every day. So I see a lot of people that are, you know, hey, I just started a business. And you start looking at their tax returns and they're, you know, you're like, <laughs> you didn't have a calculator when you had this idea, did you? You know, it's like, <laughs> um, but you got to have math on your side because so we do this in sales all the time, right? So you, you got to work backwards. Okay. I want to make X number of dollars a year as a salesperson. Okay. So you need X number of closings per month you need you know we'll start working backwards from those numbers and and you can do this in any field and a lot of people kind of skip this step and in in sales i see people skip this step all the time and and you know this is the thing that you got to focus on so and i manage a group of people so these are conversations i'm having with them constantly so okay you want to do to be very specific for what we do so if you want to close a certain number of let's say you want to do you know 10 loans a month right in, in our industry um that's a pretty good number and, and you know it pays a decent wage um okay so you have to t- you have to take uh you have to be able to do a certain number of applications per day right so you want to do one to two applications per day. Okay. Well, one to two applications per day. Well, our conversion rate on the leads that we get, you have to talk to, you either need need to make outbound dials of anywhere between 50 to 80 outbound calls a day, um, or you need to take a certain number of inbound calls a day, right? So, and then that's what gets you to the one to two applications, which then in turns to certain number of closings every month, but it's just the math doesn't lie right now. Some people are going to be better skilled at closing than others. So their conversion rate on the number of people they talk to versus applications is higher. Um, you know, and again, this is very specific for what I do, but that math is, it doesn't lie. You have to do this much activity every single day to get to this goal, to get to this, you know, it's always something monetary, right? So I want to make X number of dollars. Okay, well, here's the activity that you have to do today, this week, this month to get to this place at the end of the year. And you got to work backwards on that calculator. You know, Joel, you you know that, okay, I, you know, I need to sell X number of Spartans and this many um, sharks with lasers on their head or, you know, whatever you're working on currently in order to be able to you know, pay the bills and, you know, you, you've got a responsibility to people because you've got salaries and they look to you like, you know, hey, man, uh, you know, we're going to be around next year type of thing. So there's 
you got and and the math just never runs out. I mean, the numbers are the numbers. You know, you yeah, just and, so and you, you got to have math on your side. So, you know, after you have the decide you have the passion, you got to sit down with a spreadsheet and make the decision. Okay, I want to be a business for myself. What need do I fill? What is that need worth? How much of it can I sell? And then and how much of it a, do I have to sell? Are you sure a, you don't want to be a business owner, Mike? You'd be awfully good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to make and a, again, you know, the the sales piece of what I do, and 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 you know, I I manage people that do this, so I have a responsibility to kind of understand these things, so that you know they're not all starving underneath me. You know what I mean? So I, I spend a lot of time, and I, you know, again, I'm a I have three daughters, so. These thoughts terrify me all the time. <laughs> right on. And right, I, I want to make – no, no, no. I, I want to make a little sidebar on this because you're talking about finances, and that can be a little off-putting to some people. But um, because especially if they have a passion, like if they're, if they're an artist about the thing they do, talking about money almost sounds a little dirty because it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, to um, put in a form and a factor and a, and a formula – uh, your hard work and, um, and it, it, I'll tell you, don't look at it that way because there's nothing better than having your hard work appreciated by cold, hard cash. And, and I'll tell you why, because that person took a portion of their life to make that cold, hard cash and they're trading in essence that time that they spent to appreciate something that you did or built and they're handing it to you willingly and thanking you at the same time for trying trading away the little of their life for the thing that you did and that's that's damn near magical to me because it, beyond the compliments uh having somebody appreciate our work by spending their hard-earned money on it every time we want to do that every time we do that I, I want it to be the best possible experience for them. And it's, it really is. And I didn't want to interrupt. I mean, we're talking specifics of, right. of, of the cash, but I want to tell you, there's, there's a real pleasure to making money at your craft because it, you can quantify how many people that your craft touches that, that, uh, that it, that it in, in beyond just the thank yous. I want to so. go work for you. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, on the flip side of that, if you're if you're in an industry like like I was, where I'm doing doing a large part of it, it's it's wholesale. Well, you know, you get a company because hey, I want, you know, I want these pieces of furniture. It's a forty six thousand dollar order. You go okay. In the furniture industry, you're not getting a deposit, or if you are, it's for something custom. Um, if they have a custom order inside of that, you always take a deposit. If it's not, it's just a standard piece that you build. You you you're just gonna spend you know uh, fifteen thousand dollars, you know twenty thousand dollars to get that order made and then you're going to take that to the furniture company and they're going to say well we you know we got 30,000 right now and so you know when you start having to beat people to get paid the magic is is gone it, it, you lose it you lose that so yeah that that is a problem and one of the things that we've often focused on we're working on a couple of different facets but I've always wanted to to deal directly with customers and it isn't always the easiest and it's not always the safest because there's up and downs with everything. Um, and, but I'll tell you what, I get a kick. I get a kick out of people spending their hard-earned money on little Spartan knife blocks. I get a kick when they leave a five-star review on Amazon. 
um, that it's that it's just the talk of their kitchen. The minute somebody that's never been in their kitchen walks in and they notice that, and there's a whole conversation that started because we did a thing and they appreciated that thing and they gave me a little money for it. Yeah, and that's, and that's- it's a. Uh, it's a cool thing, and I can't. I can't. I know. And to bring this back to Tony, I know Tony. The look on his face when everybody he must have been, he must have been riding just the biggest cloud because when he passed Absolutely. out those planes, I kissed him. I yeah. gave him a big old yeah. fat kiss on the cheek. I, mean, I kissed was... him. And he didn't give me anything, but I mean, no. I, you know, <laughs> right? Well, right. I kissed Mike, him again, you, even you if he didn't have anything for me. That's just... I, be- I believe his butt was grabbed several times. Uh, and and I don't know if it was in return for bringing the planes that he made for folks or not, but I can tell you that he was a very happy man, in uh, in uh, and felt that appreciation because I know that he had a lot of nights where he was sitting down on granite with uh with uh, eight hundred grit sandpaper sanding away on parts, you know, metal and brass parts for these planes, and uh, probably wasn't feeling the love then. Probably was wondering why the hell he took so many damn orders. Yeah. So. Well, and that's just it, you know, and, 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 you know, again, I mean, it's kind of that, you know, you, you got to do that math, but, it, but here's the thing. I mean, if, if you sit down, if you're going to make the decision that, Hey, I'm going to be in business for myself, right? I'm going to, I'm going to make the, cause you may not have a family, but you may want one, right? You may not have a house and nice cars, but you may want them, right? And these things, you know, the societal structure we have, you need money to pay for these things now. Until somebody flips that around, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon, um, you know, you can't not think about the money aspect of what we do. I mean, it's just um, the business. I mean, you know, if you're going to be in business, you're in business to make money. Now, you don't have to trade your soul for money. I and mean, one of the things that I like about the company I work for and sort of the way we do things is we don't have files that we work on. We have families, you know, so there's, and, and it sounds really corny and cliched and I'm not advertising my company. I don't even give their name out on this, but um, you know, that that's, that's real. So, you know, we can operate and do business. And I know for you, Joel, um, you know, this is absolutely true. Um, and Izzy, you know, you with, uh, you probably don't have the same type of reward system and content creation and sort of working in the background, but, like being able to just operate with integrity and being able to do the right thing, there's, you know, and still be able to pursue your passion and still be able to provide for yourself and, and you know, the people that may need to be provided for. There is a lot of reward in that. Like, it's just, you know, I, I put my head down on the pillow at night knowing that I've been doing this job for 16 years now. And in that 16 year window, I've never taken advantage of anyone for you know just to make a buck like it's it's never happened and the, because i've never worked for companies that are built that way you know i and i've never had to feed my family that badly <laughs> you know, so so i feel fortunate you know to some extent uh, in that regard and um you know and, and if you go through that exercise and you make the decision hey i want to i want to start a business okay do i have the passion for what i want to do yes okay do I have math on my side? Yes. Okay. Then you just got to make the decision that you're okay with making the change, you know, and that's, and change scares people because, you know, I mean, you're basically, I saw a thing, this was a while ago, but it was basically the saying was, are you willing to trade who you are for who you will be? All right. And that was when I first heard that it, 
you know, you're like, wow, that's pretty profound. And that's one of those things that like, if you actually stop to think about, you're like, wow, that's a really profound statement when you think about it. You know, are you willing to trade who you are for who you will be? Because who you are has to be somebody different if you're going to change who you're going to be. Right. If Mike, the sales guy that works for a company, is going to be Mike, the business owner, well, Mike, the sales guy is going to probably have to go away. Right. That's just that guy's going to have to at least a part of him is going to have to die to let somebody else come in. Can I get you his know, number? So. Because I'd like to hire him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind putting him to work either. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's just, you know, so you're going to. And, and that, that level of change scares people. You know, I mean, it's just because you get comfortable. And I said this last time, and this is a reoccurring theme uh, for me. So if you're listening to this show and you're sick of this already, you're not going to get better. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that level of change is, you know, you got to be okay with saying, hey, there's there's a part of me that while I'm comfortable with and I like it, that, that part of me has got to, it doesn't have to go, but it's going to have to change if I'm going to be somebody different moving forward. I mean, you, you just can't, you can't be the same person and be different. You just can't, you know? So I think that those, those, those little mental exercises, you know, if you can get through that and then make the decision, Hey, all of these things work, right? I've got the passion, the math works out and I'm not going to be afraid to get rid of my nine to five, or I'm not going to be afraid of, you know, putting in extra hours when I need it. I'm not going to be worried about trading who I am for who I will be. Like, if you can make that, you can make the decision, hey, I, I can I can pursue this for myself. I can pursue this and be um, successful. I can be happy, you know, because you're, you're, I mean, you're alive for a little while and then you're dead for a really long time, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't have a lot of time on this planet and you really should be spending your time pursuing the things that, make you happy that in turn make the people around you happy that in turn influence those people to make other people you know just better people you you, you don't have you only have one opportunity to live a good life you know and if you're not pursuing those things and if you're not living out your passions and you're not trying to just improve on the person you are you know, you're, you're never going to reach that full potential. And, and, you know, especially if you hear that calling to you all the time in your head, that sound doesn't go away. You know, no, it, it doesn't. It never does. Are we, we talking about business or philosophy here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, Mike. You're so right. And, you know, I keep, I'm a big Matrix fan. You guys remember, remember the Matrix movies? You know, you remember yes. when he, he meets the Oracle for the first time and, and she tells him to read the sign over the door and the door and the sign says, know thyself. Uh, you, that, that really rings true in this. So when you're, you know, when you're thinking about, hey, I want to make this a business or I don't want to make this a business, the first thing you really have to understand is you. If you're going to have the drive, if you're going to have what it takes to really put the effort in to be successful, you know, and there's a lot of guys that start businesses that don't succeed. You've seen it hundreds of times. There's a lot of guys that get some measure of success, but are mediocre because they just don't have the drive. They had a really good product or a really good idea and they just float. You know, I mean, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Do you know yourself? Are you willing to trade part of yourself to be your new self? You know, so those are all really good points. I am absolutely 100% on board with what you were just saying. Absolutely 100% on board. And you do. All right. That's it. I'm I'm going to start being a dancer right now. I'm giving it all up <laughs> for my uh, life. 
as a chorus girl. See, the the problem is, is people can't see me, but like there was no. There's no surprise on my face at all when you said that. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. What, all right. What, Everybody which, else knew it before you, Are we Joel? going on Broadway or are we going off Broadway? Because I just need to know where I need to go to Ticketmaster right now, get my, right. get my money and get going. So right. There'll be no flash <laughs> photography, sir. <laughs> Somebody no, tells I, me they'll be flashing. Joel's going to do right. the kind of bouncing where he needs a bouncer in the background. That's where that's he's right. going is, with that. That's so. right. This is the part where we go off the rails because, you know, we we can't make it seem like we're too deep in thought. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, it's it's a, and we've covered a, a number of subjects. You know, if you have a passion about something, do it, make it, and 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 see what you can do with your thing. And then if you ever get the inkling that, ah, this just isn't worth it or not, then give up because it only gets worse on that side of things because you you can do something else. You don't have to get stuck and don't have pride in what you're doing to get to the next project. You got a whole list of things that I'm sure if you're anything like us, where you have a list a mile long of things. Um, I have on my desk right now, I, besides the Spartans, besides the beer flights, beside the cutting boards, besides all this stuff, I have a new laser that I just figured out what I'm going to do with. The laser I, again. The laser. I have a linear actuator. Pew, 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 pew. That's right. <laughs> I've, I've got little things that I, I get or I, I think about ideas and I'm, t- I'm constantly trying to flush them out. Because I really love what we do, but we could do more things. It's I have the ability, at least, to have employees that allow me to focus on not just, you know, that thing. And they can, I can have a little bit of creative space. And that's important in whatever you do. And if you, if your thing doesn't work for the first thing, or it doesn't work for the second thing or third thing, give up on those. Or put them to the side. And then focus on something that you're super passionate about that does work. And that's, I guess that's my only, that's my only yeah. caveat to this is it's okay sometimes to give up on things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially if, you know, never be afraid to fall flat on your face. And I, that's one of my, I say that all the time to a lot of people because it's okay. It really is. It's it's okay to make a bad decision. It's okay to fall flat on your face. It's okay to make mistakes. So don't be don't be afraid to do that. But you know, make the best judgment you can. You know, and it, you know that's really where what business is about is always trying to make the best decision you can inside of that, you know, that world that that place that you're living. And you'll get better at it. You do. You do. Um, it never stops, though. You you know, to this day, I constantly make mistakes, and I'm okay with that because I, I know it's not going to shut me down. It's just a part of my process. So I make a mistake. Oh, okay, that, wasn't, that didn't work. I'm going to do this thing now. So, and I would always, you know, I always encourage people, if you're, if you're going to get into the business world, never put everything into one thing. You know, try to diversify as much as you can. Try to network out as much as you can. Try to be as fluid as you can and, and uh, you know, be able to roll with changes. Uh, so those are things that are always really important. And again, just, it, it, you know, there's no point in going through life afraid of that next step. Just take it. And if it works out, it does. If it doesn't, you've learned something. And that's value in itself. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's expensive. Especially, but- especially if you hate a job, too. If you're doing a thing with your life, and like Mike said, where you have, you only have so much time. 
on this planet. And if you're doing a job that you just hate, then take that leap. It couldn't be easier. The worst part is when you have a job that you really love, but then you have a passion that's nagging at you. Yeah. And won't let you won't let you free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if, if you have something that you, you just can't, you know, waking up in the morning and and all you think is, does it really have to be Monday already? I love Mondays. Mondays are awesome. Mondays are my new beginning for the work week. I'm tired by Friday, but I'm not I'm not ever thinking when I go to sleep on Sunday, man, if the weekend could only be longer. Yeah, and that's uh that I actually tell people that in my office, they think I'm nuts. I'm like Mondays are my favorite day, and they're like, yeah, because everybody, oh, everybody hates Mondays. I'm like, nah, no, I, I, I had the whole weekend to rest. Like by Friday, I'm ready for this week to be over. You know, Monday, I'm ready to go. You know, I've had my, I've had my time with my family. I've had my time in my shop. I've got, you know, I've got all kinds of energy. <clears throat> I didn't have Thursday and Friday, so yeah, Monday, Monday, I'm ready to go, and that's you know, what's one of the benefits of enjoying what I do. You know, so that's, uh, I'm not, I'm not worried about. I need another day for the weekend. <laughs> you know, so now, that's awesome. One, one, one I, will, I will mention. I will mention before you you do that. I, I half the time I don't even know it's a Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's the other side of it too. Is the uh, you know if, uh, when you work for yourself, what is a Monday? <laughs> you know what I mean, so there, every day is Monday when you work for yourself. It really is. I mean, you got to you just whatever's in front of you, you deal with it. Yeah, and and the only other thing that I wanted to uh, to kind of add to the whole philosophy of all this too um is you know a lot of what we're talking about here is you know make sure you're making grounded decisions and all that but at the same time you've got to be you've got to be unafraid to dream big i i heard a um matt damon was being interviewed the that matt damon um who is not a maker as far as i know um he was talking to don Cheadle when they were making oceans 11 and they were talking about how when they had the dream to become successful actors, you know, or thespians, you know, this, these giant stars, they never had a dream past that. So when they got to that dream, like, you know, Matt, here's Matt Damon, one of the most successful actors of my generation, at least. And he's, you know, um, he's like, yeah, you know, I was, I never really <laughs> thought about getting this far. So I never really knew what I'd do next, you know? And it's like, and it's kind of funny because he's sitting there talking to Don Cheadle and they're having a conversation about, well, we made it. Now what do we do? <laughs> you know, it's because nobody ever dreams past that first dream, you know. Yeah. So and, and, and you got to kind of, you know, you got to have a little bit of that in you, too, is, you know, it's OK. After I get to this point, where am I going next? You know, so it's and and now don't try to get to part two before you get to part one, you know. But you, if you have the dream of, OK, here's what success looks like. What does success look like after that? Because when you get to point A, you're going to want point B. I mean, that's just who we are. I mean, it's a, that 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 inner drive in people, especially if you're somebody that's willing to step out and do it. You gotta, you know, don't don't sit there and just look for part A. You gotta, you know, part B is going to be coming. So you you know, start planning for it right up front. So yeah, this is interesting that you mentioned that. I had a conversation earlier today with a gentleman that I have a mad respect for, educated at Harvard, just really good business sense. You know, a driving force. This guy is. You talked to Matt Damon? No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, and I was talking to him today about some of my ideas and some of the things that I'm going forth with. And, and he said, it, he, he, me flat out, he doesn't pull punches, which is what I love about this cat. He goes, Izzy, you're not dreaming big enough. 
you said you're you're undervaluing yourself and you're just not working hard enough and i put in 100 hours a week 120 hours a week and you know what he's right i'm not i'm not thinking big enough and i'm not pushing myself enough i'm not necessarily saying i'm not working hard i'm just not working hard enough or in my case smart enough um but there's always something more to be done and you know when you get into this world it's a crazy world so you always push yourself yeah there's there's always times that you look and you go and and sometimes it's you know sometimes you got to take that moment for yourself and you got to look and say oh man if i just had a little bit more time to do that thing with that stuff and it would be awesome but but sometimes i i don't know is 120 hours a, a, a week is is uh I'm not sure we could get too much more out of you before you're walking around like <laughs> a crazy man. I I hope that you go the the tutu route where where you walk around with a tutu on and talk to people and and not anything in the dangerous side. But so I, I'm not cl- sure. So we're clear of it. When I'm awake, <laughs> let me put this so let me put this in so we understand. When I'm awake, I am working. If I'm sitting down and I'm watching a show, which I mean doesn't happen very often, my phone is on. It's sitting next to me. If someone calls and needs to talk about business, it's on. And I guess I should be very clear about that. I am not standing in front of a table saw making sawdust for 120 hours a week. So <laughs> right, right, um, right. There are. I do give myself. I do give myself time every morning when I'm you know sitting in the the magic room with my big cup of coffee for 30 minutes i that's my that is my quiet time so yes the 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 game of throne the game of throne it is maybe we (laughs) shouldn't have said that (laughs) the game of throne too late well we uh we are we are coming up on the hour mark here gentlemen so all right um that went by fast that uh that was a great conversation um well it's always fun when you're hanging out with people you kind of like yeah, or pretend to for an hour right, every for an hour. <laughs> I can do yeah. an hour. <laughs> it's like holding a muscle. You can do anything for an hour every week. So. Oh, God, that sounds awful, what you just said. Well, um, On that before, we, before we wrap things up, gentlemen, uh, this is the, uh, the shameless plug part of what we do. Uh, Izzy. Tell us where to find you and uh, where to go to do so. Uh, you can find me at IzzySwan.com. You can see some of my products over at IzzySTools.com. And you can find me on Google just by typing IzzySwan.com. I'm all over the place. Yeah, you are. Mr. Joel. Well, uh, the easiest way to find me is probably on Instagram under uh, MD Woodshop. Uh, and then you can see both uh, some of the things that we do around the shop and probably pictures of my cats and dogs. So, by all means, gotcha. subscribe. And uh, as is always the case, I have nothing to promote. Um, so uh, look up Tony Relu. What's his Hillview? Hillview. Hill, Hillview underscore uh, W M. Right? Is that yes? That right? That's it. That's it. It's Hillview Wooden mem- uh, Metal, and you'll you Google it, and you'll find anything yes, and everything. Since since he was the uh, since he was the uh, the punching bag for about forty minutes of our one hour conversation. <laughs> we love you, Tony. He, he certainly, he certainly deserves he a is plug. Really, he is, he is really cute in a cuddly teddy bear kind of way. Oh, he is, and he's uh, and, and he's he's one of the smartest people I know, and he's just a sweetheart of a person, and he is a scary talented human being. So definitely spend some time checking that guy out, and. Uh, 
But that'll do it for us here today, folks. Um, thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, and again, you can find us, um, hit us up with questions, comments, uh, future show things. If you have any, um, any, uh, you know, maybe guests or something that you'd like us to have. Um, I think Morgan Freeman is scheduled for some time coming up soon. If we can work him in, I'm I believe not... episode five. Billy yeah, Bob so... Thornton is episode four, I think. Is that okay? Yeah. So if we can work Morgan Freeman in, then we'll get him in. If not, then. You know, it just depends on if the uh, if we have time in the show. So he's always he said he's always on standby. I've got his number. But if you guys have any special guests, comments, questions, Twitter is the spot. You can find us at maybe po- at maybe podcast uh, on the on the tweet thing. And uh, that is it. We love you. Uh, thank you for st- spending some time with us, gentlemen. It has been a pleasure speaking with you this evening. So Thanks always for having a pleasure. Back. And uh, until next time and the next episode. Rubbing your nipples, it wasn't that good of a podcast. It was that good. <laughs>